Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I am Leah, and I am joined by Bonnie and Katie and Rebecca, and we are talking about our one cool animal thing. So Bonnie has already talked about Virginia Woolf, and Rebecca has already talked about Molly Beattie. Uh, before we dive back in, let's get to know something completely random about our gal pals. So what I want to know is if you could have any pet, uh, any animal as a pet, any animal whatsoever, mythic, real, endangered, too large for your house, uh, what would it be? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I, I know mine. Oh, go ahead. I know mine. I have a favorite animal at the zoo, at the indie zoo that I always, like, I could spend the entire time watching this animal, and it's the brown bear. Oh, love I do him. love that brown bear at the zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm just imagining like what fun we would have together. We'd just like hang out. You know how he's always sitting in his water like it's a hot tub jacuzzi. Yes. We'd like go swimming together and chill. And could you imagine cuddling at night? Best cuddles ever. I mean, a cuddles little clawy, but you know. bag. it's an imaginary thing. I don't have to worry about the claws in my imaginary thing. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> brown bear. Brown bear. That, yes, we could do that together. I love oh, that. That would be lovely. Right? I can totally see that. <laughs> Good one. Right. What about you guys? Uh, besides so, all the dogs. <laughs> yeah. uh, all of the dogs. Yeah. All the doggies. Um, when I was little, I wanted to, because I was becoming a little miss, miss science nerd, I wanted uh, one of those like albino rats for a while. Oh. Mom was like, no no it's a rat um and then after seeing um along came polly i really wanted a ferret oh yeah but yeah i've yeah. got like too much stuff it would get into everything <laughs> yes this is very true i, I had, had a friend a that had ferret, a ferret pee in my, yeah they, they'll pee where they want unless they're very well trained i had one pee in a backpack once and i Ooh. washed and washed i just throw it away mm. yeah. Yeah. sorry yeah. ferret oh fair wait this is why we can't have nice things, Ferret. <laughs> Rebecca, what about you? Well, you threw a wrench into it by saying it could be a mythical animal. Yeah, why not? So so my first answer was going to be a, because we're all kind of stuck at home, would be like a pregnant mama kitten or mama cat. Oh, but then when she had her babies, I would be here to take care of them and give them all good homes and get them all taken care of and fixed and take one for myself. Dang maybe the mama, maybe the mama and a baby, who knows? Um, but only because we're like, because of our current situation, I wouldn't normally be like, I want kittens because I want my whole <laughs> life wander or you know, revolve around some animal that I'm going to be worried about 24 <laughs> seven. Right, um, right. But for the mythical, I think I'd have to go. I was almost going to say unicorn because those are my favorite two, but maybe a luck dragon because I'm oh. a child of the 80s and who doesn't love Talcor? And yes. Pretty cool. So I think if we could have a mythical dragon, scaly, fuzzy friend who <laughs> has your back and lets you fly on him sometimes and just kind of hangs out in the backyard or whatever he loves. I don't know. Sweet. 
<laughs> See, that's actually like it's really, really close to mine. Um, uh, because my animals a pet would be a phoenix. Oh, okay. Um, and I would name it River, so it would be River Phoenix. Because <laughs> I'm an are 80s you, kid. Are you doing it just for the pun? Is that I really am doing it also for the pen, but I'm also doing it because if I had a really sad day, I would go ride the phoenix and then I would rise like a phoenix from the ashes, like the mythology and the everything <laughs> and writing a bearded dragon like thing. So yeah, no, mine's totally, totally mythical. I would, I would have a river phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So I... I have a really uh, crazy, fun uh, gal for you. My gal is a burlesque performer. Uh, She's a World War II spy. Uh, She had a pet cheetah, and she had a pet goat, and she had a pet pig. (laughs) (laughs) She is a lot of crazy fun. Um, I'm basically talking about the Beyonce of her day, Josephine Baker. Do you guys know about Josephine Baker? I love the crap out of Josephine Baker. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to actually finally like be really talking about her. Cause yeah, is this the first time Josephine Baker's been on this show? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, uh, I wrote a very quick article about her on gal's guide and uh, I talked about her at one of the, the saucy gals uh, meetings that we had in person. But this is the first time Josephine Baker's really kind of been like in-depthly covered <laughs> uh, on the show. Uh, so for those who are new or would like a refresher of uh, my, my crazy, lovely, lovely lady, Josephine Baker, she was born in 1906 in Missouri and she had like a terrible childhood. And I'm going to go right past all of that because we've already had enough uh, doom and gloom, but it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, she, it was little formal education. There was no indoor plumbing, uh, always hungry, super poor, abused. She was homeless for a time, like terrible childhood. Um, she made money by dancing on the street corner at the age of 13. Uh, her dancing led her to New York City during the Harlem Renaissance. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, she became an absolute like breakout star during the Harlem Renaissance, and she landed an opportunity to go to Paris, France. Uh, she would say later, Quote, one day I realized I was living in a country where I was afraid to be black. It was the only country, it was only a country for white people and not black, so I left. I had been suffocating in the United States. And a lot of us left, not because we wanted to leave, but because we couldn't stand it anymore. And I felt liberated in Paris. Now, she was definitely liberated in Paris <laughs> because she performed in a skirt of bananas and nothing else. <laughs> Sometimes she had her pet cheetah that wore a diamond collar and nothing else. See what I did there? I'll see. <laughs> Does anybody know what her cheetah's name was? There's, uh, it has something to do with her famous skirt. Chiquita. Oh, Chiquita. <laughs> so her, uh, her pet cheetah named Chiquita was a gift from Henri Varna, and he was a club owner. Um, and it was a male cheetah. 
uh, Chiquita was in her act on stage and uh, the cheetah would actually like freak people out because he would jump off the stage and into the orchestra pit and like uh, cause a little bit of a kerbuffle. <laughs> um, a baby? Um, no, I mean, like he wasn't full, full grown, but he was not a little cub. So yeah, the in-between. So, I mean, he was, he was deadly when she got him, (laughs) but he wasn't geriatric at all. (laughs) He was in his prime. He was definitely in his prime as was she. (laughs) Um, but she really, really took to Chiquita. Uh, he slept in her bed which her manager really did not like, uh, which a lot of her lovers really didn't like either. (laughs) But she didn't care. Uh, She would take Chiquita out on walks in Paris, just like down the boulevard, you know, just like like you do. Just a girl walking a pet cheetah. If you had a cheetah in Paris and like, what was that, the 20s and 30s? Right. Take it on walks. Every day. With a diamond collar and, oh yeah. Exactly, yep. Oh, I thought it was perfect. <laughs> uh, I like there's not taken on runs, right? Yes, no running. No, maybe not running. No running. No, no, no. I mean, I don't do that anyway. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I only run when chased, and that thing goes sixty miles an hour or whatever. So there's no way <laughs> that that's happening. Maybe uh, with some roller skates, though, it might be fun. Little rounds. <laughs> I feel like I would die, but yes, <laughs> probably. There's probably that. You probably go down a manhole or something. I mean, like dragged. <laughs> She died by cheetah. (laughs) (laughs) There's even a very famous tale about uh, her taking her cheetah to the movies. Um, It was the movie Queen of the Lost Continent. Uh, It was a writer of uh, Harper's Bazaar who actually put it into the story that she was watching this movie um, and it was about a woman who lived in this desert oasis and she was surrounded by cheetahs. And then the lady looks down and there's a full freaking cheetah in the movie theater next to Josephine Baker. And the lady's like, did you take your cheetah to see the cheetahs? And she's like, yes, I did. And then she like got a cheetah. Cheetah was on the leash, went into her limousine. Bam. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah. right? That's a life. <laughs> I mean, you said she's like, you said she's the Beyonce. I think Beyonce is the Josephine Baker. Of yes, there's that. Time. Yes. More, even if people don't know who she is, they should know. <laughs> they should totally know. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, right. Josephine. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also note that we need to bring back this time where you can just bring your pets to the movies or right. play or orchestra with you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Come back. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I'm going with that comfort animal. You know what I mean? Whatever kind of documentation you need of this is my this is my companion comfort animal. <laughs> it's like the new the new social distancing is you have you and your pet like Absolutely. in another seat and then the next person. And they're like and their seats. Because yeah. that cheetah will socially distance me from oh, yeah. the next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a whole row for just cheetahs. That's how that works. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Uh, well, in Josephine had her own nightclub. It was Shay Josephine uh, in Paris. So, I mean, Beyonce doesn't have her own club as far as I know. Uh, but in her nightclub in Paris, she shared a dressing room uh, with her goat called Toot Toot. <laughs> and it's spelled all French like, but it's Toot Toot was her goat. Uh, there's a question of always like, did Toot Toot eat all of the gowns that were in there? But yeah, apparently, Toot Toot. I was wondering. 
apparently was would rummage on other stuff but lived in her dressing room all the time like didn't mind it didn't cause a kerstuffle at all um in the kitchen of the club was her pig albert (laughs) so albert uh ate the food scraps of the kitchen so whatever was kind of like you know left around um all that kind of that's what albert ate Apparently he got so big though that they had to um, break down the kitchen door so that he could freely move around the building again. (laughs) He got too big to leave the door. (laughs) So yes, so she had her pig in her nightclub in the kitchen. Uh, Josephine did movies and she had successful records. Ernest Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw. I mean, that's saying something because he's not necessarily wrong. Um, She was huge for her day. Uh, Very, very huge. Um, A very weird fact about her that I just had to mention, two men dueled by sword a sword duel over her honor in 1928 in Budapest, which of course made me think of the Marvel line uh, from the Avengers movies. You and I remember Budapest very differently. And it always makes me wonder, (laughs) they talking about maybe a Josephine Baker kind of like (laughs) dueling with swords. I loved it. Um, It was a very open secret that uh, Josephine Baker was bisexual. There was a rumor in 1939 when Frida Kahlo was visiting that maybe, maybe the two of them were lovers, but it's still very much rumored. So take that as you will. (laughs) But then World War II happened. And I got to cover World War II-ness with Josephine because she's now a French citizen and French declared war on Germany. And German citizens, though, were very smitten by Josephine Baker. Her burlesque shows were very popular pre-war in Germany. She would have all nude parties in Germany. She was very famous for them. So she was recruited by the French military intelligence to become a spy. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's very amazing how non-secretive people are when they're completely nude. <laughs> they're not hiding much, let me tell you. So maybe that's a pro tip. I have no idea. Uh, but she would relay secret communications on sheet music. She would do an invisible ink on sheet music and say, oh, this is just, you know, music for the band, for the performance, and nobody would really check it. Mm -hmm. She would also pin, like, secret information to the inside of her bra or the inside of her underwear because uh, nobody was going to search her. She was a burlesque performer. If you ask her to take it off, she's just going to take it off, and you don't want her to in the middle of the airport. So So she was sneaking information everywhere. Um, And she was actually a sub-lieutenant in the French Air Force. So she had like a legit officer status. Uh, She was awarded, actually, she was the first American woman because she was born in America, but she was a French citizen. But she was the first American woman to receive the Corps de Guerre, actually, which is a very prestigious military award. She also won the Medal of the Resistance as well. So girls awarded for her military service. 
Um, after the war, though, things got weird. <laughs> um, she toured Paris and then she did tour the United States, but she did not put up with segregation. She's like, no, I'm not, I'm not having it. I'm not doing this. Um, first, it got her acclaim. Then it got her like serious uh, criticism and some backlash. Uh, so in the 1950s, she was very active in the American Civil Rights Movement. She was refused reservations at over 36 American hotels because she was Black, uh, because the South in the South, she was giving talks and performances to non-segregated crowds. So hotels are like, not here. Uh, when she demanded that none of the audiences were segregated, the KKK threatened her publicly, and she said, I am not afraid of them. <laughs> she, like, totally stood up to the KKK, and it was like, whatevs. <laughs> um, in 1951, the NAACP awarded her Woman of the Year. Um, she was there in 1963 on the March on Washington when Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech. She was right there with him. Uh, the criticism in the United States included labeling her a communist. Uh, she was actually not allowed back into the United States for over a decade because of the backlash on her. But the rest of the world really didn't care, and they loved her. <laughs> and she continued to captivate audiences and tour and live in France. Um, she was BFFs with Grace Kelly. This was something I had no idea. Grace Kelly, the princess of Monaco, yeah. who was in like a lot of um, Alfred Hitchcock films, um, stood up for Josephine when club owners in America were being racist. Um, she also helped out Josephine when she fell on financial hard times, too. So, got to have a, a princess as a BFF, right? <laughs> it helps. It doesn't it, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, it's reported when MLK was assassinated. This is my sad bit. Uh, Coretta Scott King asked Josephine to take her husband's place as the leader of the civil rights movement. This is according to Josephine. Uh, Josephine said after she thought it over, she declined saying that her children were too young to lose their mother. By that point, she had two daughters and 10 sons and they were all adopted. Uh, her family had the nickname of the Rainbow Tribe. They were adopted from different nationalities around the world uh, to prove that children of different ethnicities and religions could still be brothers and sisters. So, oh. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, unfortunately, Josephine's story ends with her being found dead in a hotel room of a cerebral, oh, brain hemorrhage, cerebral, that's the word, uh, margaritas. I'm going to blame margaritas on that one. <laughs> uh, they say she was surrounded by accolades of her last performance, though. So it was all these press clippings of how gorgeous she was and how fabulous she was and how enthralling she was. And that was probably the last thing that she saw. She was surrounded by love and acclaim. She was uh, 68 years old, but she was buried with full French military honors, which is awesome. pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> so it just so happens that the week that this airs, this airs on Monday, on Wednesday, which is May 20th, it is actually Josephine Baker Day. So, yeah, right? <laughs> 
it's a, a weird little it's not her birthday um it's not the day she died it's uh it's uh 1961 the NAACP declared that May 20th be Josephine Baker Day so I don't know I say uh find a banana skirt and a cheetah <laughs> <laughs> and do a little burlesque, burlesque performance because you know what <laughs> girl had it going on <laughs> so wait why did they did you find out why that date they why they picked that date like did she do something on that day or no that it was like they like honored her with their award of woman of the year or something or that was 1951 and so what i was wondering oh. is 1951 was the woman of the year and the 1961 was the declaration and they talked about how she was gone for a decade from america oh, so what i wonder okay. if it was a comeback tour Maybe. So if that was the time that she was coming back and as a big celebration of a, you know, coming back in a parade that they like the mayor of wherever the comeback celebration was probably mm-hmm. did a dedication that particular day. Yeah. And it just happened to be that particular day. That's why it's not a birthday or an anniversary yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, she deserves all the days really. So I know, I right? it's fine to give her a day. So yes. It, it could be today. And I'd be like, cool. It's just going to make her day again. I know. All right. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I think she's absolutely amazing of, and one of those telltales of, you don't have to be one thing. This girl was a burlesque performer, a singer, a dancer, a spy, an animal rights activist, a civil rights activist. Like, you get to be whatever you get to be. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> and she, what did she, I'm trying to remember what she sang. Did she sing the times they are changing? She I don't. Like a, I think she sang like a Bob Dylan song. I don't she know if it was at the March later on Washington. Yeah, it might have been part of like her later like 60s performances that she did. It could be because Bob did sing Times There Are a Change in on the, the in the 1963. So oh, it could have okay. been echoing that later maybe on. Maybe that's later on. I, maybe I was thinking that maybe I was like combining things. Maybe or because I think she sang, I think the because there's a woman who does a one woman show. I think she's from I wanna say somewhere in Florida. And she does like a one woman, um, she did it like it was a fringe circuit show that she was doing. Right, the Josephine show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she did it, I think it's called like I Am Josephine or My Name is Josephine or something. And she did it at the Indie Fringe Festival. I mean, she did like a bunch of fringe festivals, whatever year that, it was like a few years ago. And then she came back to Fringe last, was it two years? Maybe two years ago. It was, I think it was two years first. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might have been part of Diva Fest, which is like all women playwrights. Yep. And it was like an extended version where it was like an, instead of this 50 minute fringe it, um, version, it was like a 90 minute or 100 or something. And I think she sings, I think the actress sings it, but may, maybe she was singing it because Bob Dylan sang it, but she, I don't know. Like it could she, have been a bit of both. I'm not there. sure offhand, yeah. but yeah. You know, I could like talk about her all day because I love yeah. her. I just love Josephine Baker. Like, she's <laughs> awesome. And I, and you know, and like, it's funny, like, I, I don't know when I, I mean, I probably first heard about her at some point, but I think what really got me interested in her was there's a, I, hopefully I'm not messing this up. I'm pretty sure I'm like 99.99% sure that in Triplets of Belleville, yeah, there's a dancer that's like an homage to her, where it's like the dancers wearing like a banana skirt and like that would fruit, make sense. Fruit yeah. hat and mm-hmm. and dancing around, and there might be there might even be cheetahs in the scene. I'd have to like look it up. It's been a long uh. time since I've like seen it, but um, but I remember that, and that was like what like 2002 or three or something like that. And so probably around that time, I was like, I need like I in my mind I knew the name, but I didn't know a lot about her. And so like over time, over the years, I've been like just 
enthralled by her. She's just so yeah. awesome. And, and like, and I didn't, but I, there was a lot I didn't know. Like I didn't know her until I saw the one woman show, like the, I didn't know like the whole, like the spy part and the civil rights mm-hmm. and that she was like working up until, I mean, yeah, if she passed, would you say 68 is when she died? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So if she passed in 68, like she clearly was like, she was there like for a long time through the, the movement and. Oh yeah. I mean, because of obviously because of personal, you know, how she's personally treated, but um, but she could have just been like, you know what? I'm just going to pick, you know, pack up my shit and go back to Paris and nobody care. Sorry. Exactly. We cuss. No, no, <laughs> you totally can't. Oh, yeah. You can't I'm just going to yeah. go back to Paris with my, with my life and my kids and my cheetah and my whatever. Right. And forget about the U.S. But instead she like kept fighting for equality and that's not an easy thing, especially back in 63. And right. It gets you hated and kind of banned and yeah. And people yeah. were getting assassinated around her too. And yeah. like, it wasn't even, and like a lot of people and uh, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, it's like just really, and like one thing too, I vaguely remember, like, I think she and Paul Robeson were kind of on similar tracks. Like I think he was also big in Europe and would and they, I don't know that they really worked together or it just happened. They definitely but, had to cross paths with the performance uh, yeah. psychic, you know what I mean? The different venues and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And like, they were probably at the same like marches, but I, but there's something about him and this, but I don't, yeah, I don't remember if he's like actually in the story, if it was just, again, he was also yeah. really, he had a similar, like he was a performer, but he was, even though he'd perform at certain places, like he couldn't spend the night in the same town because yeah. of the sundown laws and. Mm-hmm. all that all that terrible shit that was it's yeah. still going on to some degree mm-hmm. just in different ways now but um but I yeah, love the I there's love even her. like other celebrity stories like the Nichelle Nichols when Nichelle Nichols was a kid uh she met Josephine Baker oh. in her uh dressing room and oh. she said she was absolutely entranced she said she left feeling feeling like she was walking on butterflies like that just that <laughs> feeling after being with Josephine with her oh. little kind of uh, it's like a fake French accent because I mean mm. she's American but she spends a lot of time in France and so she really plays up the French um so there's that and I couldn't I can't say this is absolutely fact-based because I, I read it at one point and then I tried to refine it again but um Bessie Coleman um went to Paris to become a pilot because mm-hmm. women especially African American women were not allowed to get a pilot's license but they were allowed in France and also um, a gal's guide podcast exactly one of my favorite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um and supposedly while she was in Paris Bessie Coleman and Josephine Baker met up and Bessie encouraged Josephine to take flight lessons do not know if she ever got a pilot's license do not never know if she actually flew she Josephine was in the Air Force, but that doesn't mean she was a pilot in a plane or anything like that. So, um, but I'm like, I love that connection. <laughs> Bestie Coleman's another badass that you guys have covered, and I love. Absolutely. I love that. That's one of my favorites. Like anytime she was actually, I meant to take a picture of it. I was at the airport in late February, and in the Southwest terminal, they had, uh, or maybe not terminal, but like where whatever the check-in area is called. Right. They had a wall dedicated to um black history month and they had a picture of bestie coleman and i should i wish i'd taken a picture just to send it to you guys but love bestie i mean there was it was like a lot of obviously a lot of other pilot related people and some of them were like some were like professional athletes and martin luther king of course and other civil rights leaders but um but yeah but to see bestie coleman's picture i was like (laughs) exactly 
she's fantastic. It's pretty cool to see like a real like you know like in real life, not just like internet or podcast. Right. Yes. (laughs) Did you guys have any other questions about Josephine Baker? Anything that I? I'm trying to think if I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's all fascinating. She's too fun. She's a life goal right there. I don't even know if that is a life goal. She's almost like an unattainable life goal. It's like aim for it, but. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of, you know what? It kind of ties into our mythical creatures conversation. Like she's She's kind of a mythical creature. Yes. Like she's beyond like, yeah. Cause when you started with like, oh, she had like a really terrible life. I'm like, yeah. And like, I think, I don't remember. I don't know that. I don't know that she was like forced into marriage, but kind of, because I think she got, didn't she get married? To she got leave? married at 15, but it was a way she thought it, it was, was like a way, a way out. To, yeah. Like to get yeah. into entertainment in New York or whatever. Was yeah. Like, or it didn't work out. out of, I mean, the marriage didn't of, work out and it didn't save her, but she thought, no. well, I'll get married and that will fix it. And yeah, that's like got married like four times. Option. Yeah, yeah, but like the young, because she, was it her second husband's name that she kept? Yes, that's where the baker right. comes from is her second husband. Yeah, okay. It didn't last that long, but she's like, but I kept his name long. But it's a good, <laughs> it's a good stage name. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I just, yeah, because that was something I was remembering too, because that was, it makes me just wonder like how much of it was like, because she was kind of a product of her time, but then it's like, no, because not everybody in that situation, like most people, in that, most women in the, anyway, at that point in time, in her situation, if they had married for to get out of their current like home life, they mm-hmm. probably would have just ended up like having a bunch of kids. Maybe their husband would cheat on them or, or beat them or whatever. Yeah. And then they end up like not famous by a new form of prison or <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like right? they wouldn't end up as savvy and, and awesome as her life was. Yeah. Um, so I feel like she there was something definitely like special about her that isn't in everybody that yeah, there's a situation. spark of beautiful madness in her. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. All right, sweet. Well, I shall wrap it up. That wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool animal thing as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.